Hello, this is Dino Graham, and I want to welcome you to the Life, Love, and You podcast. I hope you hear something today that is inspiring, encouraging, and uplifting, and something that helps get you to the next level in your life. And now together, let's go and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Dino Graham, and welcome again to Life, Love, and You podcast. I am honored that you would join me today. It's it's such a great thing that we can converse together and have dialogue and talk about the good things of life and the good things of God and our lives, our families, our careers, the plan that God has for our lives, all of those things. And, uh, you know, especially in today's world, here we are. Uh, trying to get through this COVID-19 pandemic and we're in the closing days of a presidential election here in the United States and there's so much chaos and contempt and confusion Uh, everywhere you go there's such a lack of peace and if we're not careful we will allow the world to steal us uh, of our song they will rob us our song from us, take away our peace, take away our song, take away the comfort that we have and the hope that we have in the Lord. And so I'm reminded today of the importance of remaining peaceful and to trust in the Lord. And uh, the other day I was on social media and I saw one of my friends, a video, he was playing with his little bird feeder in their backyard. Now, admittedly, I've never been a bird enthusiast, uh, but for those who are, you know what I'm talking about. It takes a lot of work, and some people teach their birds what to say and how to how to talk and speak and repeat things they hear. And my friend was, he was filling up the, the birdhouse with bird seed, and, and, you know, when he does this every day, the birds realize and they know and they come to expect that every morning breakfast will be waiting for them there every day. I mean, I may wake up and skip a breakfast or go downstairs and, you know, scramble a couple of eggs and, and make a cup of coffee or I might go to uh, the local diner for breakfast and Uh, Some days, you know, I don't know. I mean, I I assume I'm going to eat. Uh, If I don't, it's not because I don't have the resources. But my breakfast plan is not always the same every day. But these little birds, every morning, they know the bird seed will be there. And so they cruise in and they begin to munch on the seed. They eat it. They get the seeds off the ground or off of the vegetation. So my friend, really what he was doing was he was filling up the birdhouse with bird seed. He was preparing the birds' future feasts. And it's interesting because birds, they don't come across as angry creatures. Most birds that I see and hear, they're just chirping and singing. And even though I can't understand the language, I realize that They seem and they appear to be happy. They have a song. And 
Earlier in the year, in January, I took a group of people to Israel. We were able to visit the Holy Land, and uh, it seems like yesterday, but it's been um, almost 10 months. And we were in Israel, and this particular day we visited the holy site where Jesus gave the Sermon on the Mount. It's in the region of the Galilee. It's over the look. It's overlooking the Galilee, uh, the Sea of Galilee, and it's it's up on a hillside. It's kind of carved out where people uh, can gather, and you can easily see where he would have been able to communicate to thousands of people there. It was actually one of the most beautiful days of the year, and it was certainly one of the most perfect days of our 10-day tour to Israel. It was absolutely perfect weather. It was sunny. It was calm. There was a, a sweet, calm breeze blowing, and I noticed the birds were all singing. They were all singing there, and I immediately, my mind was taken back. And no doubt, there all around Jesus, in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 26, I just tend to think that the birds would have been chirping away, and the beautiful wild flowers are growing nearby. And Jesus drew on that backdrop to make this point. And in Matthew chapter 6 and 26, he said, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And he says, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? In other words, look at what is before your eyes. Have you you ever seen a stressed out bird? I've seen a noisy bird. I've seen a loud bird. I've seen birds in cages that won't be quiet. But they never seem to be stressed out. It's like birds just naturally wake up every morning and they start singing away. I don't know their songs, but they sure sound happy. They're simply happy creatures. But I was thinking, no bird has ever been promised eternal life. I mean, as happy as they are, as much as they sing, as much joy as they bring to the life of an owner, no bird has ever been promised eternal life. No bird that I know of, and I know a lot of people who are bird owners, But none of those singing birds have ever been given the hope of heaven that you and I have. Yet, every day, they wake up and they just sing, sing, sing. You see, Jesus wasn't saying that birds sit idly by and wait for the food to come to them. They simply take action. I'm reminded of what Martin Luther said, and I like this. He he said, pray and let God worry. Well, now, you and I know that God does not worry. He's not a God of worry. But that's really the secret. Just pray and let God worry. You know, a, a favorite Bible passage often used 
in times of strife and stress and struggle. It comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the early church in Philippi. And I'm reminded of this today as I watch the news, read the news headlines. I see what's happening in the world around us. And as Paul winds the letter to a close, he writes in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7, he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Wow, what a what a powerful passage of scripture there. The notion of God's peace being able to guard and protect us can be a welcome balm for our troubled souls. Some translations of the Bible use the word surpass in place of transcend, but the meaning is much the same. God's peace is so great that we cannot possibly comprehend its fullness. So great, it overshadows even the mightiest of concerns. But but what is the peace that surpasses all understanding? And how can we receive that peace? What does peace mean in this passage? You can study the original Greek. It's pronounced irene. It's defined by Strong's Concordance as one, as peace, quietness, or rest. It's a, it's a giving over, a blissfully relaxing, much like the carefree sleep of a child who has absolutely no worries because they know all of their concerns are handled. You see, peace can often be translated with a militaristic perspective in mind, such as the absence of human conflict or or battles. But here it's used more in reference to a state of mind. Maybe it's derived from the root word ero, which means to join, as in a state of harmony and connection. And for Paul's intended audience, people often torn apart by religious persecution and cultural strife, the concept of peace becomes most desirable. But what does surpassing all understanding mean? The Greek phrase is translated, it means surpasses all understanding. Or it's transliterate version. It comes from the words hooper, which means over and beyond. It comes from the word echo, to have or to hold. And according to Strong's Concordance, basically to hold above or to rise above, simply to be superior. This then is, it's something that's far above the norm, vastly beyond the regular. From a translation perspective, This essentially implies a deep, a blissful, restful state that is so far beyond our normal state, which at the time for the church in Philippi, they were in a time that was divisive 
and contentious and extremely combative. And for a people accustomed to conflict and trouble, the promised peace of God would have been not only desirable, but something they could scarcely begin to imagine. However, it takes a fuller reading of that passage to understand all the nuances of this often quoted scripture. Because just before Paul reassures the people of this perfect peace available to guard their hearts, he encourages them to do something that really might sound odd in light of their difficult experiences. He says, rejoice in the Lord, and not only on occasion or when times are good, but to do so always. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, he says, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Say that with me. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In essence, he's saying, don't worry about a thing. Just ask God for what you need. Be grateful. Be joyful in your faith. And your heart and your mind will be wrapped tenderly in the, in the protective peace of the Lord. Now, the key here is that this peace comes as a result of an action. And that action is called prayer. You see, when we petition God, when we go to Him with our requests, worries, cares, concerns, we get a bonus gift. Oh, yeah. Not only does He hear us, but He gives us a peaceful, easy feeling. In return, because we've dealt with the problem correctly by giving it over to the only one who can do anything about it. That means that no matter our circumstances, whether we're facing death, whether we're facing torture or arrest or ridicule, we will be able to handle it all in stride. Our faith in God, it dispels fear and conquers the evil one, leaving us content in whatever life brings. It's that secure confidence, a deep-rooted knowledge that God is in charge and he will take care of everything. And that is why we can sing peacefully like the birds. That's why we can always have a song to sing. That is why we should never allow the world to rob us of our song, of our right, of our opportunity to sing. Now, you might think, well, I'm not a real singer. Just say the words. Just sing in your spirit. Sing in your heart every day. Determine this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I'm not going to allow the evil one, to take my song away from me, just like the birds in Matthew that Jesus spoke of. I'm going to live life as peacefully and at complete rest in Jesus, just like those little birds singing. 
I hope you've enjoyed today. I'm praying for you. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you were blessed. For more information about us, visit globallifealliance.com or iamlifechurch.com. Until next time, have a blessed day.